Hey, I'm a medium, and this podcast is for those who wish to understand the wonderful world of spirit. Where do we go when we die? I'll share stories of mine as a medium and other mediums in our journeys, plus you will hear real-life client readings so that you can know without any doubt that your loved ones and spirit are around you all the time. I'm Jen, and this is the Singing Medium Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, the Singing Medium Podcast. Um, I'm going to start really quickly with some updates for you guys, and then we'll get into the good stuff. So today's the day, the day you guys have been waiting for, or maybe I'm being presumptuous. Maybe you weren't waiting for it, but I'm about to share my story with my experience that I had. I'm going to call this the bad trip, and it's going to be in quotation marks. Okay, for a reason. So this is the bad trip story. It is still playing out in my awareness, in my day-to-day life as any kind of trauma or PTSD experience that you have um, had in your past. Or maybe you're going through something right now. I kind of feel like we're all going through a big collective trauma and we have for the past two years, but we're also having our um, individual experiences as well. So let's get into it i will share in a minute but i want to get this out to you so first thing i want to say is thank you as always listening to the podcast i would really love for you to um, rate this podcast and leave a review for me Uh, that's always very helpful and i'm pretty sure i've heard on other podcasts that if you do that it helps get it out further which i would love because i didn't realize till this week where i did a um, i did a reading for someone and it was like a big time difference i'm like where do you live and she's like I live in California and I'm like, what? And I'm like, how did you, how did you find me? She's like, oh, the podcast. So that was super cool to hear that um, someone, you know, it's reaching farther than I think, even though it is a, right now it's a, it's a smaller podcast, but the feedback that I get is always positive. There's never, you know, I've only had like that one negative review from that person that I didn't even, I didn't even know. So I'm very excited that this is getting out there and people are hearing it. And I trust that whoever needs to hear this podcast will hear it and it'll reach their ears when they're ready to hear it. And so I would love for you to rate it and uh, write a review, get it out there, get to more people. That is always my goal is to help more people to get the word out there about spirit, about psychic information, about what's going to come on the timeline in the planet, in our country, in our, in our world on a global scale, just so everyone's prepared. And I was thinking back, actually reflecting on the last podcast that I did where I gave you some of the craziest predictions yet. And I thought back to it and I decided that I'm no longer going to um, talk about fear and how you need to not be fearful. And I'm, and I'm that's basically telling, try to control how you're gonna to react to this. Um, I've decided that I'm just gonna say things now. So it is always a personal choice and that will show you the power of your choice. I will always, from now on, I'm just gonna say what I say and I'm not going to give you a warning. I'm not going to, um, it's your decision to listen to what I say, accept what I say, think it's crazy. Well, like it's always your choice and that's where the power is, right? So my choice is to no longer try to protect you. My, my choice is no longer to coddle you. And, you know, I, I'm a Leo and a Sagittarius, okay? So I have usually no filter. I, I usually don't have no filter. And after this experience that I'm gonna share with you in a minute, I literally, it's harder even to hold back any of my 
things that I need to say that are important and I'm just going to say them. I'm just going to say them. So there you go. I almost said you've been warned, but that one just contradicts everything I just said. So you've not been warned. <laughs> Use your intuition. If you see a title in the podcast and, and it says the bad trip in quotations, like, oh, I'm curious about that. Your soul will, your higher self will say, hey, you need to listen to this or no, not listen to this right now. Okay, there's always a higher version of you that is helping you decide what you should do, what you should do. Okay, and um, so that being said, let's talk about um, some fall classes. I'm going to actually launch those in the next couple of days so you can get an early bird special um, of the fall classes that are going to become. So always teaching mediumship and I always teach psychic development. So Tuesday, Thursdays are usually the nights I teach those. Those are separate actually from Spirit School. Spirit School is still on sale. I didn't take it off yet. Spirit School, you can do a whole year of learning with different variety of subjects in spiritual development land. You can learn meditation. You're going to learn Reiki mentoring. You're going to learn uh, psychic development. You're going to learn psychic level two. You're going to learn mediumship. You're going to learn all these really cool things that the current class is learning right now in the current spirit school. So if you want to go and find out how to get that information, you go on elevate.hersoul on Instagram. And I appreciate all of your emails info at elevatehersoul.com. Thank you so much for all of your feedback and your DMs and your emails and your follows. And I think you guys are awesome as well. So this is like, I'm gonna go a little bit um, backward on the timeline. So I'm gonna go to yesterday. So yesterday I had a flashback or like another, uh, I'm gonna call it post-traumatic stress experience so yesterday I went for a nap which I shouldn't have because I knew Chad and I were going to go out on a date we're going to go see Top Gun Maverick and I knew that I needed to have a nap first like I really wanted to have a nap before I went I was like humming and hawing it was like 1.15 and I'm like oh should I shouldn't I should I sleep on the couch should I go to bed and I usually have a nap on the couch just because it's not as deep as a sleep so but if I go to bed I'm like oh it's like nighttime my body thinks it's time for a long rest so I made the mistake of going upstairs and having a nap and I couldn't fall asleep. But what happened was I was sort of brought, you ever have, I don't even know if that's happened to you. Do you ever have like this time where you're you're in between sleep and awake, but you can't wake yourself up? Like it's super weird. So this happened to me yesterday during quote unquote nap time. Um, so I couldn't sleep, but I also couldn't wake myself up. And that triggered the feelings and the the fear and the emotions of what happened three or four weeks ago and it was like very similar to the experience so I'm going backwards here but then we left to go in the car and then I just started bawling my eyes out because it just brought up everything that sort of happened again and like I don't think you ever get over anything honestly if something like that scares you to that much and things happen so intensely and it really um yes you do have power over letting it control your life or not I do believe that, like we are more powerful than that, but we also have to um, feel the emotions and, and go through it. Sometimes it just like, it'll be dormant for a bit. And then it's kind of like grief, right? It's dormant for a bit. And then one day you just start bawling your eyes out and you thought you were fine. So it's kind of like that. And that's sort of what I went through yesterday. So I was bawling my eyes out because I relived a little bit of the, what I call um, the dimension of nothingness and my mind is saying, oh, don't let them think that you're gonna be negative and it's, there's no positivity in anything that you say. That's, that's a story that has been put on me, projected on me that I don't have anything positive to say. It, it's all how you look at it, right? So I'm just telling my story 
you don't need to listen to it or that person doesn't need to listen to it, but I appreciate those who are wanting to hear. So there is, I realized or remembered, woke up to the fact that there is a dimension of nothingness. And I have been in this dimension of nothingness before. So it's kind of like if you want to use your imagination, which is your clairvoyance, by the way, this room, have you ever seen Stranger Things? I think I've only seen um, season one, but there's a room where she goes into in her mind. I forget what her name is, Seven. She goes in her mind. It's like this room of nothingness. There's no sound. There's only like, I think there was a couch or some water or something in there. It's kind of like that. Nothing's going on there. There's no thought. Nothing happens. You're like in this void. I call it the void. There's a void. You're in a void. So again, we're booking backwards from the story. So when I was sleeping, it was like that. So I entered this space or this void of nothingness. And just from a nap. And I couldn't get out of it. And I was like, thank God. Like Chad has saved me so many times. <laughs> Chad has literally saved me so many times. And he came up and he woke me up. And just when I was like, oh my God, if Chad hadn't woke me up, I don't know what would have happened. You know? So you, you get on with your day as best that you can. So I'm in the car and I'm crying my eyes out because I had to relive it again. And I said, I'm I'm like, I'm really sorry. I just have to cry for a second. And I like just started bawling because I had to get it out. This despair. And I think part of it is not just your own despair. I think it's actually other people's, right? So you can pick up me as a psychic and a medium. If I'm doing a reading for someone, I have to do a lot of, which I'm not the greatest at, protection of my energy because I absorb everyone's sadness. Like everyone is so sad. And you know what? It's beyond sad. The the word is not sad. Um, It's like giving up. A lot of people have given up and they don't realize they've given up until they speak it out loud and I repeat it back to them and they don't still sometimes don't see. So so I'm gonna read something that I channeled on the way in the car, on the way to go on our date yesterday. And it, and it makes a lot of sense. And I need also, one thing I did learn and I'll talk about later is how powerful your words are, how powerful intention is. You can literally do anything. So if we all stop being sad for a damn minute and we all focus our intention like, again using the stranger things if you've ever seen season one with seven she like focuses and her nose bleeds like if we could get that intense with our focus like we want this all to stop and we want this to be a beautiful world and we want all the we could do it we just don't we don't realize our power so i'm gonna read to you word for word what i wrote here and then i'll get into my story so there is a dimension you create out of your despair in this place nothing is happening You are lost and have given up. It's an actual space slash dimension and it feels like a personal hell of sorts. It is lacking joy and excitement. Where you have detached from your loved ones somehow, where you believe you have no choice but to stay put in a relationship that does not fill your soul or a situation that drains you, but you choose to stay. The way out is choosing your way out. You do have options. If you allow the universe to assist you, there is always a way. Okay, so that's what I channeled yesterday. And I'm not going to say, oh, she's talking about despair and this is a terrible subject. It's it's really important because I feel like a lot of people are going through this. And what you don't realize, some of you, is that you create little dimensions by your thoughts or by choices that you didn't make. And that's why you have dreams about people in your past that like, let's just say you broke up with someone and you choose to to live your life and go with someone else. So when you do that, make that powerful decision for whatever reason you chose, there's a whole other dimension that you created out of that life that you didn't pick. So same with this. So your emotions are like almost creating dimensions, little pockets of energy that you visit 
in a dream or a, a meditation or an experience like mine. And these dimensions do exist. They exist, whether you see them or not, whether you've had that experience or not. But there's, you, it, it's like a reminder of your power. Like, it's, I can't even describe to you how powerful you are. You are. And, you know, part of my struggle right now is like, yes, I am powerful, but then those moments where you like, you feel like you're drowning and you, from the memory of it, and you relive it all over again. You're like, okay, now I have to get out of this drowning water again myself, you know? So just something to feel about on a soul level or wherever you're at right now. And um, before I also talk about my story too, another thought that just popped in my head. Have you ever, have you noticed how matrixy the world is right now? Like, have you actually noticed? It's like, it's almost like it's become online so loud in our faces that it'll be even very difficult for people who are ignoring it and don't want to see this to ignore. Small things like I was in the Tim Hortons line yesterday and there was no one in line, which never happens in this town. Usually like a 20 minute wait. And I had a thought like, why am I sitting here in this line for hot water? Why am I sitting here wasting 20 minutes of my life for hot water and a tea bag and a little bit of milk in there? And then so I, so it's so it was so weird. So like no one was in line again, which never happens. And I pulled up to order and then right behind me came the exact same Jeep, same color, pulled up right behind me. I was like, whoa, like get me out of here. Like I know you've heard it before, but literally, literally, this is a program that we are born into. And it's so crazy and fucking cool that we are realizing this real like this truth. I was going to say reality, that this truth, we're realizing this. Like, think of the Matrix movie where they, uh, you know, you get plugged in or you get unplugged, like you're, oh my God, what is going on? And you wake up in a different dimension. It's, you know, it's very, people always say like the doc, the, the Matrix is documentary. I highly agree. <laughs> and, and the first time I ever saw that movie was like even just a year ago. So, you know, it's just mind blowing. Like notice the little things that feel really weird. Like the Tim Hortons line feels fucking weird. Like what's going on here? And um, just like the people's faces too. Like it's like a program. Like we're programmed from birth to like be nice, be good, you know, be be complacent. Um, there was something I read yesterday about people who travel abroad who are Canadians and everyone knows that Canadians are so nice. Well, I'm not seeing that right now, but we have a, story that we are nice as Canadians that just broke the mold we're not we are not nice people we're human we're there's so many people who are so not nice did you see the TikTok of the HR woman and she's like talking about freedom fighters she's like good luck in a job because we have all the power and we can do things that you can't like she just went her eyeballs went crazy and it was like she got fired thank god but this is all over TikTok. And I was like, oh my God, this is a human being, a Canadian human being. So that program also of us being nice is gone because it was a program. It wasn't real. It was never real. And I'm not saying be an asshole, but there are people who are horrible being human beings out there. And all of them are Canadians, right? And then they try to cover it up. So the program, like you're born into a program. And I think it's so crazy slash amazing that we're waking up to this. We're not just waking up to the evilness that's going on. We're not just waking up to our own power of unconditional love 
you know, we're waking up to so many things, so many things that are just like mind blowing. Right, so you're ready for this story. Now let's see if I can do this without crying. Okay. Um, I'm just sitting here like, why? what is my why? Why am I sharing this? A couple of reasons, because I want to get my story out and it would probably feel better to purge this and just talk out loud into the microphone and as if no one was listening. I also would like to prevent future experiences for other people who might be listening and to provide some insight into guidance into psychedelics, the dangers of psychedelics, the wonderful aspects of psychedelics, the importance of using your intuition and always trusting your gut, always. So here's what happened. And again, I will never mention any names. I mean, I feel like there should have been some police involvement, but um, there wasn't. And I haven't even spoken to the people, individuals involved in this um, because I can't even speak to them about it. Now, I don't know how to talk about it without saying what happened. I'm not going to mention the place or the people. So that's the only way I can talk about this is because I can't like leave bits out for you guys. It won't make sense. So here's what happened. So like maybe a month and a half ago, I was on Instagram. I saw a story of someone posted like, you know, um, this cool mushroom retreat for the weekend. And my first you know, reaction was, oh my God, that is amazing. That is a hell yes for me. That is something that I need to do. So I left it for a bit. Usually if I'm doing something, it's a 100% aligned, I'll like sign up in 2.5 seconds. There's no hesitation, but I waited. So one of your signs of hesitation is waiting. Okay, sometimes it's intuition, sometimes it's fear. Let's just discern here. So I, I waited a bit and then... They reached out to me, which was a first sign that it's not aligned because if someone has to reach out to you, so it usually comes from you. It should be you who's doing, you know, okay, here's the questions, here's, I wanna sign up here, not usually like checking in on you, right? So that was one sign that things were not great. And so time went on and then I spoke to one of the retreat organizers on the phone and also it was supposed to be at like six o'clock and then something happened where I couldn't talk at six and it ended up being 6.30. Now that might not sound significant to you, but for me, if something gets bumped or something doesn't work or it's not lined up and you have to reschedule a hundred times, it's usually not aligned or it's not the right time or something is trying to tell you something, do not do something or wait a little bit, you know? So, so that happened. So I spoke to them. She did, this is the one thing that I will take responsibility for is that I did not ask enough questions. I did not ask the woman, what are your credentials? What's your training? And the reason I didn't do that, one of the reasons I didn't do that was because the person who I saw posting it on their story was a mutual friend of theirs and mine. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna trust this woman that she knows what's up. And then if she's promoting this, then you know it's good to go. So that happened and then they reached out again because I had not paid the payment because I was still procrastinating. Procrastination is also intuition, by the way. I was just, well, I don't know. And then I was humming and hawing about it. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna go. Something feels weird. And then I just ended up going. I don't know why. Um, I didn't have a stomach ache. So if you get a stomach, I usually get a stomach ache if something's really wrong. I didn't get a stomach ache. So my body didn't tell me too loudly. 
And then what happened the day before the retreat is that I needed to go get a camping mat to because we were sleeping in a yurt and to put on the floor under my sleeping bag. So I went to the town over and Canadian Tire and I go to purchase this mat and I go up to the cashier and my phone tap, like you have your bank card on your phone, doesn't work. I have money in the bank, okay? So I know exactly how much money I have in the bank. And so I'm tapping it. She goes, oh, it's declined. I'm like, it's not declined, try again. Like there's money in there. I know it's not millions of dollars in there, but there's enough money to buy a freaking camp mat. So actually I had paid $500 for the retreat too. So things were coming to my bank account, you know, just paid the bills. So I'm like, okay, maybe there's, maybe I messed up. No, there's money in there. And um, she goes, try again. Nope, declined. I'm like, oh my God, what is going on? So then she takes me to another cashier. Like it's not gonna change anything on a different debit machine. So I, I'm like, okay, whatever, click, doesn't work. So I'm super annoyed by this time. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go into the little mall here and maybe buy something cute, like comfy pants or yoga pants or something. Um, and try my card again, which I didn't have my debit card because the girls had it. I only had my tap. So I go to this little mom. She's like, I'm just, can you just see if this tank top will work before I go look and get excited about all these clothes that I want to buy? Ding, doesn't work. I'm like, oh my God. So not realizing in my frustration that literally the universe is like, hello, you're not supposed to buy this stuff. You're literally not supposed to. So if the bank card doesn't work, walk away. I am not joking around. I am being completely serious. If the bank card does not work and there's money in there, whatever, don't go, okay? Don't go. Like I'll save you a lot of trouble. So in my frustration, I wasn't thinking, I wasn't intuiting what was going on at the time. Like I literally wrote an entire book on intuition. And the one thing I didn't do was follow my own fucking advice. So again, I'm in my little fog here. I'm like determined to get this bank card to work or whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'll get you. I'll go to the bank and I'll get a whole new bank card. Show you, I'll show you, right? So I stand in line for half an hour. They have to give me a whole new bank card, which is if, you, if you've done that before, it's a pain in the ass because you have to change all the numbers on Amazon and your bank. Oh my, it's a pain in the ass on your PayPal, everything. So I'm like standing in line for half an hour and she gives me a new car, everything's great. And I'm like, I'll show you Canadian Tire, jerks. Like, and I go back and I go and get another mat. I go pay, it, it works for some reason, it's working now. Go into that store, buy the clothes that I had put aside with the bank card, bing, works. Um, so I drive home and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Things feel super weird. I don't know what's going on here. And I was like, don't go. I had the thought like, don't go. And I'm like, well, I already paid for it. I'm not gonna get my money back, so I'm just gonna go. I feel like I just, there has to be a reason I'm going there. So it was Saturday to Sunday. So you have to sign a waiver, of course, right? Saying that you'll stay the whole time and integrate and all this stuff. And um, so I drive there. Everything's fine driving there, I think. I think everything was fine driving there. And... I pull in the driveway, I feel fine, everything's fine. I walk upstairs and it hit me. So you walk upstairs to their little center upstairs. And I looked at the people and I'm like, I shouldn't be here. This was the wrong decision. And I looked around and there was like um, little signs of offness. So there was, I mean, again, I'm not trying to offend anyone. This is just my thing. There was books on like darker things. There was 
little trinkets and stuff that didn't feel very light, okay? And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh crap, I can't leave now, I've gotta stay here. I'm like, I'll just make the best of it. So the day goes on and we're, you know, we're eating lunch or whatever, it's, you know, the vegan food or whatever. And in the afternoon, we're all sitting around the table and I had a massive headache. So I guess that could also have been a sign too that things are really off. Like, but it was like a piercing headache, you know, like a migraine, but like someone's stabbing you in the brain with like a, now, okay, now here's the thing. For me, I'm a medium. So if I have a spirit, cause I don't see them, right? I only feel them or hear them, like, or know them. I can't see when someone, like a spirit contact is coming in for someone who's there. So I stood up, I'm like, oh my God, my head is killing me. I feel like I have a brain aneurysm. And I'm like, bing, this headache is not mine. This is a spirit who is here. So I said, Does, and I said, do you guys mind if I like say something or like do my thing? Like, no, no, that's awesome. Please do it. And everyone agreed, said yes. And both both retreat um, facilitators were in the room, plus two other participants who are lovely. The participants were lovely. Um, and so I just started going, okay, who's so-and-so? And I said the name of the spirit who had a brain aneurysm who passed who belonged to the one of the participants. She's like, oh my God, that's his name. And I was like, oh, there you go. That's why I have the piercing headache. So I proceeded to do a little reading for her, just say what he wanted to say. There was something important that he wanted to say to her. And that went on. And, and again, both participants, uh, sorry, both um, retreat owners were there. Now I had a weird feeling about one of them. One of them was very nice. The other one, I was like, oh, something was weird going on over here. And I'm just gonna say it. There was like a witchy vibe going on and not like a dark witchy, like, you know, witches are not bad. There's like, but anyways, that's that's kind of a context for you. So, and I don't know the intentions of the person. I don't. I cannot prove or dispel that a person would not be of the light towards me, but I have in the past, in the past history, there are people, past life, I have a past life as a witch. It's one of my most highly karmic past lives that I have. And there was people in my life three or four years ago who were all part of this witch past life that I had to um, deal with the karma of the past life in this life. And so I feel like there's like a witch theme in my life where I track this this witch energy because of my karma as a witch. And so I had a feeling that this person might have been from a past life and this would be um, validated later on. So that was my sort of like, you know, as I'm trying to get rid of this headache, getting the spirit to detach from my aura and, you know, try to get on with my day here and enjoy myself. The, I did the little reading, everything was great, you know, did my thing. And then uh, I'm like, okay, time for a break. And so we had a little bit of time. So I had a little snack, had a little water, tea, and then I felt better. Then it was dinner time. So we had like, I'm pretty, I've, I'm pretty sure that if you're going to do mushrooms, that you're not supposed to eat a big dinner. But we did. We had a, we had a really big dinner, like stuffed your face. And that I was like, oh God, I don't think this is a good idea. Um, so then the woman I was like worried about, um, brought out these variety of mushrooms. And I was like, huh, again, intuition, something's weird. She couldn't tell me or explain to what each one did. She was Googling things and that was another sign, right? Like she didn't know for sure. 
again, I'm taking responsibility that I did not ask her credentials or her specifications or her trainings or her develop anything. That's on me. Okay. And also on me is I stayed. I stayed out of obligation. Obligation is a yucky, yucky, yucky feeling. You feel obligated to stay. Intuition, get the fuck out of there. So she brought them out and I was like, okay, which one is do you want? And they're mixing it with Blue Lotus, which she also had to Google to explain what Blue Lotus was. And um, it's a different kind of plant medicine, but it's usually very lovely. It's very beautiful plant medicine. All plant medicines are beautiful, okay? They're all beautiful. And sometimes though, they can be programmed or intentionalized. And again, I'm not saying that was the intention because I bet that that would be denied for sure. But um, anyways, we make cacao, put it in blue lotus and she, this woman had said, okay, pick one of the mushrooms and we'll mush, mush it up and put it in your drink of cacao. And as I'm looking at these jars of mushrooms, which I didn't know what either of them did because she didn't really know. She was like, I have a feeling it does this. I'm like, oh, that's not good. Um, so there was like a vision in my visual, in my clairvoyance, there was an X on one of the jars. So I'm like, okay, well not that one. And I still didn't feel great about the other ones, but I'm like, oh, okay, just pick that one. Cause I feel like I had to. And, um, so anyways, we leave, go in the yard to get our set up our bed and she's by herself making these drinks with a piece of tape with our name on it. Um, and just as a side note, we had made the cacao together which it was very chunky and gross, but I made myself drink it um, that, to put our love into it. So at some point, love was not put into this intention. I don't know whether it was intentional or not. I'm not, I'm not saying either way. I don't, I have no, I don't know for sure. Um, but as a psychic medium, for me, I am prone sometimes for whatever reason, karma or whatever, I don't freaking know, um, to be prone to psychic attacks. So psychic attack or like curses and stuff like that are, are very small intentions. It can be really big. Like someone does some actual ceremony witchy stuff with candles and like, I don't I don't know what happens. Um, in a past life I do, but I don't remember in this life. So there are incantations or intentions or spells, right? So words are spells. You've heard that before, you know? A powerful way of saying a word is like a spell and you put it out into the universe. So whether it was directed at me or not, um, I am very prone to psychic attacks. Now, this is where it's going to get even scarier, okay? It's for me to, you know, I'm okay telling the story so far, but I'm about to get into the crazy shit. So anyways, we get in the yurt, and she comes about half an hour later with the with the cacao, and um, there's intentions. And here's also a thing I forgot to mention. We also did, like, this outdoor ceremony by a campfire. Now, I don't want to... You know, I don't, I really need to do a lot of learning on like cultural appropriation or inappropriate cultural practices that um, non-Indigenous people carry out. I, I just felt off about it. And like banging a drum and singing um, Indigenous songs that are sacred felt to me that that was wrong. That's whether that's, it is culturally inappropriate, which I think, I think it actually is. Um, but while we were doing these songs, I was like, this doesn't feel right. And we were calling in the elements, okay? We're calling in the four elements. We're calling in the West and not least and the, the Jaguar and all these animals in shamanic practices. So we're combining shamanic practices by a non-shamanic leader. I don't know, there's no way she's a shaman or a, no, no, I don't think so. See, I don't know. 
on me. And um, the power of the calling in and the ceremony would did something really weird and it didn't feel right. And I'm pretty sure this other woman's house is on uh, indigenous land. So we did that in between the dinner and the after the reading I did in the in the upstairs and then we did, went outside to the ceremony calling in and singing these songs and then um, very strong intention setting and uh, then we went to the yurt around like seven-ish I think and um, oh I know what I forgot to tell you so earlier in the day she had some crystals and she said you could pick one of these crystals so I waited till everyone got their turn and I'm like I'll just pick the one that's there because I don't really care I picked this blue one that looked like water. Then she had us pick an oracle card and the one I picked was mirror, but it was like a woman looking in the water. Okay, so these are very significant details. She also talked about there being a portal. Um, so I didn't put this all together, but I was like, hmm, like always trust your gut. <laughs> always trust your gut. So we're talking about the card. What does the card mean to you? And I'm like, oh, thinking, no, it's just like, you know, oh, I don't, I'm going through my body changes and, you know, I'm nervous about wearing a bathing suit and uh, no. No, no. <laughs> so I forgot to mention that part. So those are significant. The blue crystal and the card together were both representing water, okay? So fast forward back again on the timeline and we are ready to go and drink our cacao that has blue lotus in it and has some kind of mushroom in it. I don't know. She didn't know what it did. Now, have you ever had mushrooms before and you've done a mushroom trip or a mushroom ceremony? It's usually 99% awesome, it's usually like, oh, I'm in. I feel so much love, and maybe you see an alien, and you you learn a lot about yourself, and you see your childhood, and you're happy, and you're like, oh, I just want to dance, and I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. That did not happen to me. That one percent, okay, based on the feeling or the intuitive hit that intention somehow got into my uh, cup, and also it gets crazier because if you ever had taken mushrooms you know that your your brain doesn't work properly like you're not of a sound mind you're not really in a logical kind of mindset to make sound decisions either and there should be if you're going to a ceremony like that there should be someone who is responsible and looking out for you and who's taking care of you and making sure that you are safe I did not have that okay so about an hour into after drinking this, um, I started to feel like a little bit weird, but it wasn't like the feelings I had before where I was like happy and I was like feeling fuzzy. I wasn't feeling anything. So I said to her in a not a sound mind, remember this person is responsible for my safety and my livelihood and, and my health and safety. And so I said, oh, you should give me some more because it's not working. She goes, okay. So, if I add everything up, there was like two grams of just a mushroom plus blue lotus in the drink that I drank. So I don't know what that grams would be. The grams would be plus two more grams or three grams of a mushroom cap or whatever you want to call it. The whole thing. The whole thing. Okay, the whole thing. So I'm about like, I would say around five grams here. Now I'm like 130, 140 pound tiny woman. And my usual dose would be around two, two grams. That's all I can handle. That makes me happy. That makes me feeling feeling some good feels. So I'm lying there and I'm like waiting for it to start working. And I'm like, oh crap. So I started to go under 
I felt like I was going underwater. Now, remember, I had a blue crystal that was supposed to protect me beside me, and I had the card that had water on it, and she had said there was a portal here, and the ground was very swampy, okay? So we're about like maybe a foot off the ground, because it's like a wooden base, and then the yurt is on top of that. So I started to feel like I was going under, like I was going under, like every had anesthesia, uh, anesthetic, what do you call it, anesthesia, anesthetic? <laughs> I don't know what it's called, when you go under, when you're having a operation. So I'm about to go under, and I'm like, oh God, I had a really bad feeling as I started to go under. So I started seeing, I didn't really see anything at first, and I was like in my head going, how come I'm not, like, you know, I'm not really learning anything, and the mushroom has a consciousness, and it said to me, why do you always have to learn something? I'm like, yeah, you're right, why do I always have to learn something? So I started like trying to force it. And if you have taken mushrooms, you know you can't force anything. Oh, there goes the train. See, back up uh, from spirit. <laughs> You're not supposed to, you know, try to control it. But you, an intention is very great, is a very good thing to do. And you're supposed to talk to the plant consciousness because it's a consciousness just like you and me. Only way smarter. So then I started seeing some weird unicorn heads, like some weird unicorns were flashing at me and they're like like weird. I was like, what the hell's going on here? And then all of a sudden, it didn't feel like the same as before. And I've done it three or four times. And I, so I lay down, I'm like, I feel so weird. I feel so weird. And I like felt like I was going under. The last thing I remember is this beautiful angel soul who came late to the retreat, who was beside me in the yurt. And I looked over her, the last thing I saw, and she reached out her hand to me and she said, are you okay? And I said, no, I'm not. And I don't remember a lot after that. I do remember the visions a little bit. So a lot of the visions, and this is where the scary part, is that I drowned. I, and I had actually, you know what's ironic? I'm thinking this now. I asked the retreat facilitator who was supposed to be watching out for me. Um, do you think it's hallucinations or do you think you go into another dimension? And she couldn't answer me. So it's like I knew. I knew it wasn't going to be hallucinations or visions. I knew it was going to be something else. I knew I was going into a portal or some kind of horrific nothingness okay so I remember the first thing I did was I was drowning underwater and there was fish everywhere so it's like I was under Lake Simcoe here and I could all the fish were swimming around me and I'm like where's everybody going I'm like I could breathe under the water but I was like I was drowning and I couldn't get out of the water this went on for about I don't even know because there's no time there was no time and then it turned into like I then I saw all these dead crayfish like it was very very um underworldy and there was all these dead crayfish. So at our beach here, we have these crayfish that get washed up onto shore and then the birds rip them open. And there's all these skeletons all over the beach all the time. So when I was under the water, I could feel the pain of this crawfish being ripped apart. So now I know that animals feel pain. Fish feel pain. If you hook a fish with a hook in its mouth and you catch it, it feels pain. If you, if you see like something being ripped apart by an animal, it is feeling pain. I went through the process of being ripped apart of being this crayfish. So that was freaky. It, it gets crazier. And so next thing I remember from, if I remember correctly, is that then I was dead. I was a bird. So I went from like being this crayfish that's ripped apart to this bird. So I'm a bird and I'm lying, phys I'm physically lying down. I remember lying down on the bed and my body turned to my left and my right arm flopped like a dead wing, a broken wing. And I had flopped all over like on my hip and I couldn't move my right arm. Now, if you're listening to this, you're like, Jen, that's not mushrooms. No shit. 
There was something wrong with the mushrooms. There was something wrong with the intention. There was something done to me. There's no way that this should have happened. Okay, I know this. So I had a dead wing, a broken wing. And I'm like, I couldn't move my physically move my arm because I was so paralyzed, physically paralyzed that I couldn't do anything with my own body. And as I'm as I'm not able to move my physical body, I'm having these horrible visions or I'm in this horrible dimension where I'm a dead bird and these bugs, I'm underground and these bugs are crawling all over me. Like just horrific visions and experiences going on at the same time. So next thing I know is I, I somehow come out of the water and I sit up. I don't know how I managed to move my body to sit up. And I saw the facilitator with this really... I, don't, I didn't like her wing she had. She had a wing as like a sage um, fan to, to move the sage around, but it had bones still in it. I really thought it was creepy, this thing. So the last thing I remember as I sat up and I saw her like, like with this sage and the, and the thing, and I saw, swear on my life, I saw this horrible entity or dark energy or a demon, something came in from the top of the yurt and she was, I knew she saw it. Because why else would she all of a sudden be like, that's what shamans do when there's something yucky in the space and you want to get rid of it. Um, and I and I managed to speak because I couldn't speak. And I said to her, did something bad just come in? And she said, no. And I said, you're full of shit. And then I went under again. I was gone. I was paralyzed again. Um, yeah, just give me a second here. So yeah, I'm trying to do it without crying. Um, okay, so so that happened and I was gone again. I don't remember where I went. Um, and then after a while, she came over to me and she said, can I give you Reiki? Now, here's a backstory. I'm a Nisui Reiki master teacher. I have been trained in the last five, six years. I teach classes. You know, I, I have my Reiki master degree. I had a beautiful Reiki master teach me. Reiki, if you don't know, is con- unconditional love. Reiki is pure light from source. It comes from source. It comes from love. There's no evilness. Reiki can do no harm. Um, Reiki is a powerful healing tool that the attuned Reiki practitioner channels through their hands, from the top of their crown, through their heart, out their arms, and into you. And you heal yourself. So she said, can I do Reiki on you? And I was like, sure. Because like... I'm out of it and I'm paralyzed. I can't move my body. It's a personal hell. When you're inside your body and you can't do anything, you can't do anything. It's probably what a coma is. You can still hear what people are saying to you, but you can't respond. So she put her hand, one hand on my heart, I think, and one hand on my solar plexus or something. And that's when I went crazy. That was not Reiki. Whatever she did to me was not Reiki. Um, I started screaming my whole body just have you ever seen like the exorcism or um those healing videos where someone's like putting their hands on someone they start screaming bloody murder because they're healing and releasing shit i like according to to my time where i was there was no time this lasted forever and it was probably about 20 minutes of hell i screamed and i screamed and i screamed and i and i bawled those craziest loudest cry you could ever imagine like a wild animal cry and I knew I was terrifying the people who were there because everyone else having a great old time. Everyone was a great fucking time. Everyone was happy. There's an alien there. They're having a great fucking party and I'm in hell. And so she's giving me quote unquote Reiki and I finally managed to somehow turn 
onto my right side to get away from her. I don't even know how I did this. Um, yeah, I don't know how I managed to do to get away from her. So finally she stopped and I heard her whisper, just breathe through it. And I'm like, what? No, this is over. So my willpower somehow from the recesses of my mind, somewhere that was not affected by this stuff, managed to get myself to move the fuck over away from her. So then like it was over really like, like by then she's like, okay, party's over. Everyone's going to bed and they're turning the lights out. I'm like, what? I'm still fucking in it. I can't get out of this. It's been like four hours of this. And usually after about four or five hours, I'm out of the mushroom trip. I was still in hell and people are leaving. And I'm like, you guys are leaving? I'm like, don't leave me. Don't leave me alone. So then the first hurt the owner and her husband went into their house to sleep the girl who tried to ask me if I was okay had disappeared because I freaked her so much fucking out that she had to leave or she thought that she had done something to me by asking me for like if I needed her hand so they're both gone they're gone they're not even in the yurt anymore and I'm freaking out so the woman who had done quote-unquote Reiki was the same woman who was supposedly the leader of this thing and, and trying to keep me safe here decides to lie down beside me now, the energy from this woman after this happened was so bad that I got up and I, and I could barely walk. It was like being drunk times 3,000. I couldn't barely walk. I didn't know what I was doing. But again, my willpower was like, get the fuck out of this yurt. So I said to her, can you please get me out of here? You need to get me to the house. I can't be in this yurt. The energy is so bad. You need to get me out of here. So she somehow stumbled around and grabbed my sleeping bag. And I don't know how the fuck I got in the house, but I ended up getting all the way upstairs again. But in this and this upstairs is a kitchen um, and there's no bed, it's just a little couch. So I was on the floor, which is fine. And she was gonna leave. And here's where the psychosis comes in. I was in a state of psychosis. So the best way I can describe it is you're basically battling your mind and you're in complete fear. And you're like, you could do things that like would harm someone or yourself because you're not of a sound mind because you're so affected by this. So I'm like, you can't leave me. I'm just like, Ugh. I'm like, you have to stay with me. You you don't understand. I don't know how I said this. You can't leave me. So she finally decided she was going to stay with me. She was okay. I'll stay with you. The same woman who gave me Reiki and put me in this hell is the one who's staying with me. And so I um, was sick all night. I don't. I think it was one o'clock by the time we got twelve or one by the time we got into this other space. And she keeps trying to touch me. I'm like, don't touch me. You're freaking me out. And so I went to the bathroom. I was puking. It was coming out the other end. I was up all night. I had these horrible thoughts. Like I should throw myself down the stairs. Just end it all. Like there's knives in here. What can I do with a knife? You know? And I'm like, so it's like, it's like, like um, angel and devil inside of you. So the devil's like, hey, you should go do this evil thing. And then like, that's how bad it was. And then my, my, somehow my soul is like, nope, stay alive, stay alive, stay alive. So in my experience, and I'm not going to say this is dramatic because I have a story that I'm dramatic and I'm not. Um, I should not be here. <laughs> I, this is why it's taking me a little bit to talk to you. Maybe it's too early. I don't know. But I really shouldn't be here. Um, I am here. I feel like I'm a survivor of this. I'm not a victim. I, I didn't do my research. I didn't ask questions. Right? I got myself into this. But there should be some some support there of like keeping you safe that's their job so I finally make it till 4 44 in the morning look at the clock and I'm like 
okay, just stay alive. And I knew Chad was working that morning, so he'd be awake right now. So she didn't want me to have my phone. I said, because I wanted to call him earlier. And she's like, no, you'll just wake him up. I'm like, no, I need to call Chad. She's like, no, call him in the morning. I'm like, okay. So I'm out of it, puking my guts out, dying. So somehow at 4.44, I managed to grab my phone because she was snoring. And I grabbed my phone and I somehow managed to get down all these stairs without falling. And I got outside and I was like, like sneaking like a fugitive outside on the driveway at like five o'clock in the morning. And I called, I texted Chad, I'm like, 911, you need to come get me. And I knew he wouldn't see it because his, his phone is do not disturb. So luckily he got in his car, which is hooked up to Apple Play, which it played when he got in the car. So he called me right away. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, you need to come and get me right now. Call in sick and come and get me right now. He's like, what happened? I said, I can't explain, but I'm in danger. I'm fucked up. You need to come get me. He's like, okay. So I was talking about an hour. So by then I went upstairs and try, I'm still out of it. So it's really hard to do functioning with your body and gather your, I somehow managed to take a shower and get all my stuff together, pack it all up and bring most of my stuff downstairs, which I ended up leaving a bunch of stuff in the yurt. Cause I'm like, I don't give a shit. Just get me out of here. That was like, it was like survival mode. So he finally shows up. And, but in between him showing up, um, this woman came downstairs and I was outside in the drive. I bawled my eyes out. And I said to her, I said, what did you do to me? She goes, what do you mean? I'm like, you didn't do Reiki on me. That was like attack. You did something to me that was not. She goes, no, that was Reiki. I'm like, that's not Reiki. I'm a Reiki teacher. That's not Reiki. Reiki is love. That shouldn't have happened to me. And so what I realized in the moment was that she had put me in the underworld, whether intentional or not, but I went to the underworld. So there's like in shamanic um, teachings, there's like the the upper world, the middle world, and the underworld. The underworld is like where all the things happened where I went under, right? I kept going under. And I said, you need to pull me out from the underworld because you took me there. You need to take me out. I'm still in it. So she she held my hands and I don't know how I let her do that. And she pulled me out. Um, and I said to her, like, I was I had no filter. I was like, what the fuck did you do to me? She's like, I didn't do anything to you. And I'm like, oh my God. And I said, um, she goes, you can't leave. I said, well, you're going to, she goes, you signed a contract that you have to stay. And I said, you're going to have to hold me here against my fucking will then. I said, if I, if you try to keep me here, I'm calling the cops. Like you have to get, I'm leaving. Um, she's like trying to be calling, you know, like, oh, I understand that you're upset. No, this is not upset. This is a trauma, you know? And I ha- I didn't hold back. I just told her how it was. And um, I'm like, you did something to me. I don't know what you did, but you did something to me. And I said to her, I looked at her, I was like, what is, what is your, like in the worst timing, what are your, what, where's your training? And I shit you not. She's looked at me and she said, past life. I'm like, what? She learned all of this stuff in a past life. No, no training that she uh, revealed to me. So if she had training, I don't know about it. She just told me it was from a past life. And I kind of knew like, okay, this is a witch past life thing, karma. Okay. My karma's played out. That's great. Okay. No more, no more, none more of this. So Chad came and he didn't know, like he had no idea what had happened. So, and she also wouldn't go wake up the owner. I think, I'm like, I think you should go tell the owner that one of your participants has a trauma and is leaving. Um, No, no, I'll wake her up later. And I'm like, go and get someone. So I made her go and get the husband. By the time um, she got the husband woken up, um, Chad had been there and he had no idea what was going on. So he grabbed most of my stuff and just, I said, just drive. And I'm like, you gotta take me to the hospital. And he's like, I'm not taking you to the hospital. We're just going home. I'm like, he goes, I'll just lock you up. And I'm like, I don't give a shit this time. Like, 
I'm, I felt like I was gone, you know, like I felt like I died. I wasn't there anymore. It was the weirdest, most terrifying experience in my life. And I want to say, I'm so grateful um, that you're listening still, if you are, because that was pretty traumatic to listen to, let alone live it. So again, of course there's lessons in things and it's super annoying when people would say, well, there's a lesson in everything, but like, fuck off, you know, like sometimes bad shit just happens to you. And then you you take responsibility for your part in it, but there has not been any responsibility taken on that side. So I have not heard from any of them. I have heard from, sorry, the owner I have heard from, but this woman I have never heard from. So you think like if she felt bad or if she um, didn't think she did anything wrong, she would reach out to me and ask if I was okay. Cause she saw me, she saw how traumatic I was, how, how traumatized I was and how, like I remember sitting on the toilet, like my whole body just shaking. Like I was just shaking, like stay alive, stay alive. Like I just had to keep saying stay alive. Like I had to keep thinking about my kids and Chad and you know, don't do anything stupid, don't do anything stupid. Like, cause you're in that psychotic energy. It's like a, it's like the weirdest thing. Like I see what people are killers and, and murderers and they're probably in this psychotic state, but I was stronger than that. Like I was like, fuck off. I'm not doing anything stupid to myself. I'm gonna live and you know, I am stronger than this thought. I am stronger than this thought. And I just kept, that's, that's where it pays off where you control your mind. And I didn't let my mind tell me what to do. So here we are. About a month later, I would say. Um, There has been no conversation because I'm too upset to still talk to the owner. Um, But I really felt there should have been something bigger done or I don't think they know the magnitude of how big this actually was or how bad this could have gone. This could have gone really bad. Like really bad. Um, Again, I felt like I shouldn't be here. Um, like I should have died. Like the, something bad should have happened to me. Like that's how, how horrible the experience was and how terrifying it was and the mind control and stuff like that. It was just really messed up. So um, yeah, I thought I would feel better in the telling of it. I don't. I um, feel like more like I need to be more of an advocate for this. I feel like, like I need to tell you this, like do your research. If something feels off, it is. Like I would get a notepad right now and write this down. So you have it somewhere like a sticky note. Like if something feels off, it is. Don't push through it. Don't ignore it. Don't tell you, don't talk yourself out of it. Don't let anyone else talk yourself into something that you feel is off. Just don't do it. Um, do your research. Make sure that the facilitators of a retreat are 100% legitimate. They have actual training from from reputable leaders or shamans. Like who knows where that, that mushroom had come from, right? That there, She said she got it from a shaman. That shaman could have done something to the mushrooms. I don't know, you know? At some point, there was some directive into the mushrooms because that's not mushrooms. Like that is not how a mushroom trip is supposed to go. Um, so there are other factors for sure. So like, I feel like I need to be an advocate for this. And there are, you know, you guys know how I love mushrooms and psychedelics and microdosing and ayahuasca. There is a dangerous side to it. I've never talked about that, you know? So maybe because I hadn't experienced it, but there is a dangerous side to psychedelics. And also I think that's my responsibility too, is to share that with you too, is like, if I talk about microdosing and you're like, hey, what kind of microdosing is it? Like, where do you get it from? I don't wanna be responsible for you, something bad happening to you, you know what I mean? So always do your research. Always do your research. Like know your shit before you do something. Even if you just, it's so overwhelmingly intuitively called to do it, you please like do research. Like understand how it affects your body. Like maybe you have medication that it mixes with and you can't, like I don't. I don't have any medication so that wasn't it. Um, 
ask questions, always ask questions. If you're going to retreat, always ask questions. Don't be like, oh, the Instagram looks so pretty and all these testimonials. No, that's why I hardly put any testimonials up. You know what? Cause I've like, I just feel like, you know, you just testimony, oh, like know for yourself, know for yourself, honestly, okay? Um, I guess I'll leave it right there. I mean, I hope I haven't traumatized anyone. I mean, I'm traumatized, but um, I want I want to be an advocate now, you know? I want to be an advocate for you. Yay, they're awesome. Like, um, the reason why I felt better is because I went, I called someone. I asked for help. So always ask for help. Always ask for support, someone you trust. So I have a shaman and her husband that I trust with my life. And I called the husband. I'm like, I need to talk to you you need to help me right now. And he talked me through it and I talked to the shaman and then she's like, you're coming to my house next weekend and we're gonna do a ceremony and we're gonna clear you and we're gonna fix you right up. So I had to wait a week and then went to the shaman for um, a day and completely cleared. Like I felt so much better of all the yucky energies that were left over on me, you know. Um, But yeah, plant medicine and I are not friends right now. We're taking a little break. And I hear that's normal after uh, an experience like that. I will eventually go back to, uh, I'm doing ayahuasca again in December, so I will go back to plants, but I haven't had any cannabis, um, no mushrooms, no microdosing, nothing. I just cannot put it in my body. Um, I'm a little bit, cause I'm, I'm like a little bit traumatized from like the dreams I had after as well too. Like I had this dream that, cause I, t- I used to take a gummy in the cannabis form and um, I had a dream that day or that night I got home of these really gross gummies coming out of my nose and my ears and my mouth. And it was just like, don't eat gelatin anymore. I was like, oh my God. And then I Googled how gelatin is made. I was like, oh man, you know, so just things like that. So always, you know, there's also what's called the integration process, but when it's a trauma, there's not really an integration process. With with plant medicine, yes, there is a, there is supposed to be an integration process after, I, it's really hard to integrate this because it's not like something, a lesson I can learn. It's not really, you know, it's not like it was a traumatic experience. So it's really hard to process. So always get help. So always ask for support. Always have someone that you trust. Get someone who knows their shit and can help you and clear you and take care of you. And so that you have people around you that you know that you're safe with, like Chad, my shaman, her husband, you know, just always have people that you trust with your life. It's really important that you have these people in your life because you're gonna encounter people like I did who are don't have your best interests at heart or we don't know how to protect you enough or keep you safe, okay? And always use your intuition, all right? I'm leaving it at that and I will see you guys on the next episode of the Singing Medium Podcast.